Ah, hey, Casey, are you here? I'm here. Hey. Hi. So today we're going to be doing another Bible study. Right. And as you know, I have memorized this particular lesson and I got it completely correct. All right. So now, why don't you give us a summary? Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. All right. So we're going uh, from Josh 1 to Josh 5 today. And so basically, um, Joshua starts going crazy in the beginning. <laughs> and uh, then he sends spies to Jericho. Mm -hmm. And then while in Jericho, the spies have fun time with hoes. <laughs> and then those particular thoughts save the spies because, you know, they're not very good spies because they're Israelites, apparently. And then the thought uh, then barters with the spies to, like, save their asses or something. Or I don't know how many thoughts there were. I just think it's one. just one thought. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyways, the spies are like, hey, hang this scarlet cord up into the window and we won't kill your ass. And then uh, the spies get back. Josh Joshua mobilizes. But then two and a half tribes, just two and a half tribes, though, they got to make the trek over the Jordan and then right back. So they get sent first, by the way. So the no. Oh, well, anyways, um, <laughs> the ark has to lead the way. And when the ark gets into the water, there's that fucking air tunnel again. And then all of the Israelites smack into the side of the Jordan, just like they should have smacked into the side of the Red Sea. But that didn't happen. Um, and then let's see. Uh, oh, yeah. Moses ain't shit. Uh, according to this one. What? Um yeah, Moses ain't shit. Oh, because okay. uh, I mean, the, before he had to have the staff and like the willpower and all that kind of shit, and this time they just had to put a box in the water, and then apparently they literally build a Stonehenge. <laughs> they build a Stonehenge in the middle of the Jordan River, and it's there till this day. Well, uh, until they, they uh, apparently removed it at some point and put it in their encampment, but it's still there in the Jordan today. Israelite Stonehenge. Um, and then they got the great idea of uh, cutting the tip of their dicks off before they go in there and slaughter a bunch of people. Uh, well, okay, before they slaughter people, they got to observe the Passover. And uh, apparently a wild divine commander appears. I mean, what luck can you hope for when you're about to assault a city than a divine commander? Do you think it was Teddy Roosevelt and his Rough Riders? Probably not. I think it was Teddy Roosevelt. So <laughs> that's in the Bible. It's all part of the holy word, good book word. You know, it started off so well. Did it? It started off so well. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm sure you'll correct me. I will. Okay. What's up, heathens? How y'all doing? So today we're going to be going over Joshua's, uh, Joshua 1 through 5. I said Joshua's. Joshua's. <laughs> Joshua 1 through 5, and Casey's going to take us through it. Of course, not everything I said was accurate. Uh, you know, there might have been one or two mistakes made. Yeah, there's definitely not a Jew Stonehenge in the middle of the Jordan. There, there, I, that's literally what the Bible says. Literally, that is Joshua says, build a Stonehenge in the middle of the... <laughs> That's not what happens. Okay. Okay. Anyway. All right. Let's start from the top. Okay. So in the beginning of Joshua 1, um, we know Moses died, right? And God talks to Joshua. Um, basically says, Moses, my servant, is dead. 
Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all of the Hittite country to the great sea, which is the Mediterranean. Right. And you know what they say? If you talk to God, you're religious. Yes. But if God talks to you, you need to go to a psych ward. Yeah, so get some help, Joshua. You're fucking crazy. <laughs> um, and he continues, no one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. I, As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Uh, which is weird because just last week, remember, you're we talking about how we already know that God is going to forsake the Israelites. So whatever. Um, be strong, be courageous, because I will lead these people into the inheritance to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. See, and that's just a little, that's a little crazy. Because if you, if you, I mean, the Lord will be with you wherever you go. So when you're taking a shit, he's right there with you watching you wipe your hand or wipe your ass with that one hand. Because that's how they did it back then. Well, that's why you eat with the other hand. Yeah, I know. not that big of a deal. I, you should see the look on my face because this is a woman that's like, did you wash your hands? And it's like, well, honey, I mean, I, I all I did was sneeze. Did you wash your hands? Go scrub up and go through decontamination one more time. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. If I grab shit out of my ass with one hand and then proceeded to eat with the other, you would look at me like I've lost my goddamn mind. I, yeah. I don't, I'm not really sure what I would do. Maybe throw up. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Now probably that I smack the food out of your hand that's <laughs> the dirty. What the fuck are you doing? Hose you down with the. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So early in the morning, Joshua and all of the Israelites set out from Shittim. Yes, that's what I said. <laughs> so, Shittim. Wait, that's perfect timing because I was talking about grabbing Shittim out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they went to the Jordan where they camped before crossing over. And Joshua uh, secretly sent two spies from Shittim. Go look over the land, he said, especially Jericho. And they went and entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. Ooh, happy fun time with the Thought Brigade. Rahab. 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 Rathot. <laughs> Sounds like rehab. <laughs> uh, so the king of Jericho was told that there were some Israelites that came to spy out the land. I don't know how he knew. Obviously, the spies suck, right? You know what? I bet you it was God because mm-hmm. God loves to play pranks like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so somehow the king knew uh, the king of Jericho sent message to Rahab and told her to bring the Israelites out of her house because they were seen entering her house. So, you know, he has his spies, too. 
Um, but the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. And she said, yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they came from. At dusk, when it was time to close the city gate, the men left. I don't know which way they went. Go after them quickly. You may catch up with them. But in reality, she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them under stalks of flax that she had laid out. So the men set out in pursuit of the spies on the road that leads to the fords of the Jordan. And as soon as the pursuers had gone, the gate was shut. So... Before the spies laid down for the night, she went on up the up, up to the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given this land to you and that it, and that a great fear of you has fallen on, on us so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, which is weird because this was a generation prior. This was 40 years ago. Right. When this would have happened. And they're talking about it like, oh, we heard about this like it was yesterday. Um, Wait, was it 40 years ago? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, they spent 40 years wandering in the desert. Yeah. So you're telling me that like Moses was fucking 80 years old when he led the Jews out of Israel or Egypt? Mm -hmm. Did he even say that? Did who say what? Did the Bible say like how old Moses was? I can't remember, but I mean, he would have been 80. Yeah, can you, been 80. Can you imagine an 80-year-old fuck with a staff being like, extra my people, go! And then he slams the, the staff down and, like, he shits himself. Well, <laughs> That's what would happen for an 80-year-old. But 80 imagine, was kind of, 80 was just a little more than middle-aged. Listen, imagine John McCain doing that. Too soon? Yes. I only know because he died at 81. Okay, but 81 now is like a dying age. 80 then was not exactly let's, a dying age. Well, no, okay, let's let's get something specific. 80 in the Bible is a dying age. 80 well, yeah. in reality has always been. <laughs> right, right. No, if you were 80 in like the, in whatever BCE century this was. Yes. <laughs> you were you, fucking lucky. <laughs> you were well, lucky to be conscious. Right. But in the Bible, I'm saying, in the Bible at this time, 80 was was, you know, past middle age, but not that far past middle age. I get it. Yeah. So the spies are there. She says that she knows that that they're that God is with them, the God of heaven, whatever. She believes in the God of Abraham too, and says that all the Canaanites are afraid of them. So she says, when you heard when we heard of how they destroyed uh, Sihon and Og, the two kings of the Amorites in the east of the Jordan. She said, we melted in fear and everyone's courage failed because of you for the Lord, your God is God in heaven above and on earth below. Now then please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family because I have shown kindness to you. Give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my father and mother, my brothers and sisters and all who belong to them and that you will save us from death. Our life. Oh, so the men assured her our lives for your lives. If you don't tell what we are doing, well, we, we will treat you kindly and faithfully when the Lord gives us the land. So she let them down by a rope through the window uh, for the house that she lived in was part of the city wall. And she said to them, go into the hills and the pursuers will not find you. Hide yourselves there for three days until they return and then go on your way. Oh, shit. They hid for three days, honey. They did. They they hid for three days. Yeah. Who didn't see that shit coming? <laughs> so the men said to her, this oath you made us swear will not be binding on us unless 
when we enter the land, you have tied this scarlet cord, the one that she let them down from the roof with, in the window through which, uh, in the window through which you let us down. And unless you have brought your father and mother, your brothers and sisters, and all your family into the house, if anyone goes outside your house into the street, his blood will be on his own head. We will not be responsible. As for anyone who is in the house with you, his blood will be on our head. If anything were to, if or if a hand is laying on him. Uh, it, but if you tell what we are doing, we, we will be released from the oath you made us swear. Agreed, she replied. Let it be as you say. So she sent them away and they departed and she tied the scarlet cord in the window. Okay. My guess is, is that God's policy on thoughts here is not going to work in her favor. <laughs> I don't care how many red velvety cords you hang from your fucking window fairly certain god's gonna be like i don't know she'd be fucking and she ain't married guess we gotta kill her because i mean that's the thing well i mean she had a job i mean she was a productive member of society that that doesn't no but you see that's exactly opposite to what god wants for women women need to not be productive because they're 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 just objects well so i'm sure that when she becomes part of the israelite tribe she'll stop nation thought thoughts always thought like you can't stop a thought from thought i would not know i mean it's just math (laughs) i did not learn that in math (laughs) i've taken master's level math and i definitely have not learned that (laughs) also i would like to note the parallelism uh between uh you know the passover and this particular event okay because in the Passover, they had to paint their doors with the blood of that. Mm-hmm. And it was red or whatnot. And now she is having to hang up a red cord in order to mark her house. It, it's the same imagery and whatnot. It doesn't yep. have, regardless of what people like inspiring fucking philosophy wants to think, <laughs> it doesn't have to be the exact same thing in order for it to be a parallel. Right. That's true. Um, so the spies came back. Uh, When they left, they went into the hills and stayed there three days until the pursuers had searched all along the road and returned without finding them. Then the two men started back. They went down out of the hills, forded the river, and came to Joshua and told him everything that had happened to them. They said to Joshua, the Lord has surely given the whole of the land in our hands. All the people are melting in fear because of us. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your supplies ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the lord your god is giving you for your own all right so uh then we continue on but to the reubenites the gadites and the half tribe of manasseh joshua said remember the command that moses the servant of the lord gave you the lord your god is giving you rest and has granted you this land basically the land on the other side of the jordan where they are right now Your wives, your children, and your livestock may stay in the land that Moses gave you east of the Jordan, but all your fighting men fully armed must cross over ahead with your brothers. You are to help your brothers until the Lord gives them rest, as he has done for you, and until they have taken possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving them. After that, you may go back and occupy your own land, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, has given you east of the Jordan toward sunrise. So, there... The two and a half tribes are not the only people crossing over. They're just crossing over first with well, no, the rest I, of them. Well, no, I said that they have to cross the Jordan twice. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. That's that's all that I was pointing out, was oh, okay. that they have to do double the work, and they're forced to go first. Well, they don't have to do double the work. They're just crossing the Jordan to fight just like everybody else, and then they've already set up camp where they live, and then the 
the rest of the Israelites will have to set up their homes and everything else there. And while they're doing that, the other people are going home. Well, yeah, but I mean, on this on the trip back, they're not going to have the ark, so it's going to be a lot harder for them. It's just a fucking fucking swim. Fucking swim. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so then they answered Joshua, whatever you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go, just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your word and does not obey your words, whatever you may command them will be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. So after three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, who are the Levites, carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about a thousand yards between you and the Ark. Do not go near it. You know, they're not allowed to be near the Ark. Uh, But they're supposed to keep the holy book that's inside the Ark in their mouths, which is awkward. Mm -hmm. Wait, wait, hold on. They're supposed to keep a literal book in their mouths? I don't think it was. It wasn't literal. It was figurative. <laughs> I just thought it would be funny. I just, whole... just imagine them all carrying around like a mini little whatever the <laughs> fuck book they got. And it's just like, can, can you go put Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Pretty much. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, so Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do amazing things among you. Joshua said to the priests, take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass it on ahead of the people. So they took it up and went ahead of them. <clears throat> and the Lord said to Joshua, today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel. So they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. Tell the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant, when you reach the edge of the Jordan's waters, go and stand in the river. Joshua said to the Israelites, come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. This is how you will know that the living God is among you and that he will certainly drive out before you the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, Girgashites, Amorites, and Jebusites. See, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go into the Jordan ahead of you. Now then, choose 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. And as soon as the priests who carry the Ark of the Lord... The Lord of all the earth set foot in the Jordan. Its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap. Okay. What? <clears throat> this isn't the part with Stonehenge yet, is it? We're getting there. Oh, okay. This is the part where it parted the... Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, because Moses ain't shit, y'all. <laughs> Just saying. So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is at flood stage during harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarethan, while the water flowing down to the Sea of Araba, the, the salt sea or the dead, the dead sea, is, mm-hmm. as it's now known, uh, was completely cut off. So the people crossed over opposite Jericho. The priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan, while all Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed crossing on dry ground. The men of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh crossed over armed in front of the Israelites, as Moses had directed them. About 40,000 armed for battle crossed over before the Lord to the plains of Jericho for war. Joshua set up the 12 stones that had been in the middle of the Jordan— Oh, okay. okay. At the spot where the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant had stood, 
and they are there to this day. Oh, okay, so they're not in the Jordan to this day. They yes. are there right outside the Jericho. No, no, no. Well, the Jordan is right outside of Jericho. Okay. Okay, listen. Joshua set up the 12 stones that had been in the middle of the Jordan at the spot where the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant had stood. So the priests stood in the center of the Jordan while everyone crossed, and and Joshua set up the 12 stones there. Oh, okay. Like, to mark the spot. And then they just picked up the 12 stones when they were We're we're getting there. Oh, okay. Okay. And they are still there to this day. I'm very concerned about these stones, guys. I know. It's really super weird. Also, they're not fucking Stonehenge stones. They're just (laughs) fucking rocks. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And now the priests who carried the ark remained standing in the middle of the Jordan until everything the Lord had commanded Joshua was done by the people just just as Moses had directed Joshua. The people hurried over, and as soon as all of them had crossed, the ark of the Lord and the priests came to the other side while the people watched. The Lord then said to Joshua, Command the priests carrying the ark of the testimony to come up out of the Jordan. So Joshua commanded the priests, Come up out of the Jordan. And the priests came up out of the river, carrying the ark of the covenant, and no sooner had they set their feet on dry ground than the waters of the Jordan returned to their place and ran at flood stage as before. When the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Choose twelve men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priest stood, and to carry them over with you and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. So how big is the Jordan? Because I was thinking like it was like a, a massive river. Is it more like a stream or something? No, I mean, it's not a stream. I mean, I don't know. Look it up. I've never been to fucking the Middle East. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little stream. It's, <laughs> it's not like a little stream, but it's not a I mean, it's not a giant river. No, it's not a giant river, but I mean, damn, it it really doesn't look like much. I mean, yeah, I could imagine like two big fucking rocks being in that little shit right there and being like, go get those rocks. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, sir. I will go and pick up the rocks. But I mean, like, I don't know. Some parts seem kind of deep, I guess. Uh, it's really sketchy. <laughs> like, I wouldn't go in there. I'd be like, there are alligators, alligators in there. Joshua, why don't you Do go Do they have alligators it? in the Middle East? Well, I mean, I there, there were alligators in the the Nile in Egypt. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't know why they wouldn't be there. I don't know. I mean, it still looks sketchy, though. It seems like there'd be, like, I don't know, some kind of weird fish that would crawl up your, your, your urethra and, like, nest. They have those, like, in the Amazon and shit. That's why you can't pee in, like certain rivers because they'll swim up your little piss stream that's fucked up it is but it's also god's creation oh okay so anyway go get the stones all right so joshua called the together the 12 men he had appointed one from each tribe and said to them go over before the ark of the lord your god in the middle of the jordan each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder that seems like a big stone yeah. A stone on his shoulder. Um, and according to the number of the tribes of Israelites to serve as a sign of among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial of the people of Israel forever. So the Israelites did as Joshua commanded them. They took the 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, according to the number of tribes of Israel of the Israelites. As the Lord had told Joshua, and they carried them over with them to their camp where they put them down. Which is super weird, because I wonder if these are 12 different stones. 
I have no idea. They might be. I mean, I don't know how, like, after the water rushed, I could see, like, the force of that, like, pushing those rocks down river. No, it says there they're still there today. Yeah. So these have to be 12 different stones. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. M- maybe they were just 12 stones that were also around them. Yeah. I don't maybe know. they actually got 24 stones and they just were like, don't say anything about it. Who the fuck knows? Okay. So on the 10th day of the first month, the people went up from the Jordan and camped at Gilgal on the eastern border of Jericho. And Joshua set up at Gilgal the 12 stones they had taken out of the Jordan. He said to the Israelites, in the future, when your descendants ask your fathers, what do these stones mean? Tell them. Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God has dried up the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. The Lord your God did to the Jordan just what he had done to the Red Sea when he dried it up before us until we had crossed over. He did this so that all the people of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful and so that you might always fear the Lord your God. That day, the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of all of Israel, and they revered him all the days of his life, just as they had revered Moses. Now, when all the Amorite kings west of the Jordan and all the Canaanite kings along the coast had heard how the Lord dried up the Jordan before the Israelites until they'd crossed over, their hearts melted and they no longer had the courage to face the Israelites. All right. Mm -hmm. At that time, the Lord said to Joshua, Make flint knives and circumcise the Israelites again. So Joshua made flint knives and circumcised the Israelites at Gabith Haraloth, which is, wow, a place they named that because Gabith Haraloth means hill of foreskins. (laughs) Yeah. Okie (laughs) dokie. Now... This is why he did so. You ready for the reason? Yeah. All those who came out of Egypt, all the men of military age, died in the desert on the way after leaving Egypt. All the people that came out had been circumcised, but all the people born in the desert during the journey from Egypt had not. The Israelites had moved about in the desert 40 years until all the men who were of military age when they left Egypt had died since they had not obeyed the Lord for the Lord had sworn to them that they would not see the land that they, he had solemnly promised their fathers to give us a land flowing with milk and honey. So he raised up their sons in their place. And these were the ones Joshua circumcised. They were still uncircumcised because they had not been circumcised on the way. And after the whole nation had been circumcised, they remained where they, where they were in camp until they were healed. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. So the place had been called Gilgal to this day. And what they mean by rolled away the reproach of Egypt means he rolled up the foreskin and fucking chopped it off. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That seems uncomfortable. (laughs) Slightly. Yeah. Um, Okay, so then they observed the Passover on the evening of the 14th day of the month. While camped at Gilgal on the plains of Jericho, the Israelites celebrated the Passover. The day after the Passover, that very day, they ate some of the produce of the land, unleavened bread and roasted grain. The manna stopped the day after they ate this food from the land, for they were no long, for there was no longer any manna for the Israelites, but that year they ate the produce of Canaan. So they no longer needed manna because they were in their land of milk and honey and all kinds of produce and shit. Oh, nice. Yeah. 
So when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked, are you for us or for our enemies? Neither, he replied, but as a commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, what message does my Lord have for his servant? The commander of the Lord's army replied, take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. So take off your shoes because this fucking place right here, for whatever reason, is super holy. Oh, definitely. I mean, generally, you, I would say that that's just them pulling shit out their ass. But this is the Bible where magic is real. Yeah, that's actually it. That's where we and Joshua takes off his shoes. Oh, nice. <laughs> so thank you, Joshua, for taking off your shoes before going into the holy place. Yeah. Or was he standing on the holy place and then took off his shoes? Because apparently kind of- he was standing. According to the army, the commander of the Lord's army said, "The place where you are standing is holy." So he had to take off his shoes. He was like, "Oh shit! I'm sorry. I got dirt everywhere d- on this dirt." I didn't know that this particular <laughs> grass right here was fucking holy. My then bad. God's like, "Yeah, I've kind of marked it right, and it's like a huge sign that says God's holy spot." Yeah, and it's got like a toilet paper on it. <laughs> <laughs> don't step there i mean that's that's nasty trust me i had steak last night all that protein <laughs> that's gross oh yeah yeah is it is that grosser than like wiping my ass with one hand and eating with another why do we have to keep talking about your ass and your shit because shit them they Ugh. came from shit them and we're ending at shit them no it's a they're nice no little longer framing. in shit them no I, I i know i'm saying shit them shit them or ending with shit. No. <laughs> you are ending with shit. Nowhere in this is talking about shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're delusional if you think God's not talking about shit at some point. Okay. So next week. Uh, next week, uh, God is going to tell Joshua what the strategy is for Jericho. They implement the plan. Uh, let's see. They march around Jericho. And Jericho's walls fall. We all know that. Well, most of us know that story. Then they they rescue the thought. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they rescued that thought. Yep. And then they, they put a curse on Jericho. Um, then they also take uh, I. I don't know how to say this. AI. A- Artificial I- intelligence, honey. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then they have Joshua's prayer. Joshua is told of sin. Oh, shit. He didn't know. (laughs) I mean, he knew about it, but he was told of a particular sin. Oh, it's probably fucking the thoughts. Um, for for which once he was told about it, they stoned the guy. (laughs) Wait, did they they stone the messenger? No, the guy who the guy who sinned. Oh, okay. They stoned that guy. Um, then they went to that. I place a I artificial intelligence um, and set a trap, destroyed the inhabitants. And then Joshua reads the words of the law. 
Awesome. Next week, God destroys the inhabitants of some kind of AI town. Another fucking place. So, uh, if anybody ever tells you that God never kills anybody, they they don't know about this, so you might want to tell them. That shit happens every fucking week on this show. Yep. So, heathens, I hope that you enjoyed today. Please, if you are a patron, go down there, let us know that you're listening and everything. We would love to hear that. If you're not a patron yet, please go to patreon.com, Godless Engineer. You can, uh, get in on the pre-shows which we forgot to mention at the very beginning of the show but again <laughs> again but if you want to become a patron please do we have that show and uh some maybe some stuff in the future i don't know hangouts <laughs> stuff like that random shit yeah anyways so if you want any part of that patreon.com godless engineer and we will see you heathens next week with another daily bible podcast Don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens. Bye, y'all.